Don't talk to me, I'm on my popcorn break. One, mic three, mic five. Do you see this suit I'm wearing? You see it? See that suit? Do I look like I care? I don't. I don't. Say some shit in your mics so I can get some levels. Some shit in my mics. Hello, oh. hello, hello. All right. How does that sound? That sounds beautiful. These are some nice mics. They are. They're really pretty. All right, fellas, we're on the internets. We're here. We're on the interwebs, as they say. Yep. We're live. We're live. We're live, pal. We're recording. All right. You bait the hook, you throw it out, and then you reel them in real slow. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies. Oh, I'm so, I, 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 it's two weeks. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, it is I, Rusev from Rusev Day. Hey, you guys, this is Mickey James. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW. Greetings, podcast fans. My name is Bryce Youngberg. I'm an all wrestling referee. I'm going to JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, and this show. This podcast. This show is scheduled for one fall. And it damn sure will be a slobber knocker. Damn sure will be a slobber knocker. I trust him. Good old JR. Good. He knows his slobber knockers. JR. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Fall Show. I'm Shawnee Constant, and I am. Oh, what am I doing here today? <laughs> I am. Uh, I am. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm here to host the show, and uh, I'm here with my two co-hosts. First off, uh, the host of the JV Sports Talk Pay Per View Pod, uh, budding skim milk, sweet darling, baby face. Justin Valentine, how you doing, sir? Fantastic. I, I I like that. I'm. I feel like something's being added to my intro every week, so I'm glad I'm getting that treatment. It makes me feel special. That's I'm just right. mad you got first billing. Listen, you got your own goddamn podcast. You don't need to get first billing on this one too. I understand that, but I'm also getting like a longer intro each week. So I know. I'm I'll rub that in your face. If I jealous. started with him, then he complained about being the curtain jerk. That's what I mean. What do you want to do? You want to be the main event? You want to be the opening? Listen. The opening match, a lot of times on pay-per-views, are a lot more entertaining than the main event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And second, well, I guess we'll just uh, maybe that's wow. A, maybe that's his new nickname. Wow. Uh, maybe we should start. <laughs> my longtime co-conspirator, Detroit Radio stalwart and host of Nerd Radio podcast, and uh, Curtain Jerker. Curtain Jerker. <laughs> what <I> mean? <laughs> What's up? Just jerking the curtain over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure not to leave a mess. Oh, oh, please <laughs> do. Please do. Oh, no. Speaking Extreme. of. Extreme. <laughs> S-E-X. <laughs> Speaking of a mess, we finally got uh, finally got blasted with our snow here tonight. Hey, yeah, yeah. The roads are sloppy out there in yeah. Detroit. 
and I'm sh- I'm sure that that has uh, something to do with the fact that this is a three man show instead of our usual three man. Yes, yes, and uh, one award winning white woman show. Yes, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, you may remain seated. Erica Bannis, our North Star Scales of Justice keynote speaker, keynote listener, rock and roll reporter, and award winning white. She's not joining us today, but. But she's, we, we remain optimistic that she will be back next week. Yeah, she's with us in spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a moment Absolutely. of silence. Absolutely. Don't talk to me. I'm on my popcorn break. I was hoping <laughs> you would hit a drop during that moment she's of silence. Listening, <laughs> she's you. listening to this right now and yelling even uh, more you. than she was last week about these drops. Yeah. Because no, it just she, interrupted her moment of not, silence. Yeah, she, she's not a fan of the drops, I'm sure. But, uh, well... Uh, the, we, what a week in wrestling, as we say every single week. Yeah, no, every single I believe there's a lot to talk about. We have I the so. R- Royal Rumbles coming up. Yep. AEW is always doing its thing. Uh, I had fun watch. I watched yesterday the uh, GCW The World. I thought that was kind of yep. interesting. They got some big names in that yep. show. Yeah, I, was real, I saw you on Twitter that you were watching it. I was real curious to talk to you tonight and see what your thoughts were. And, uh, and then all kinds of odds and ends. So let's just start rolling right right well you know we've got a as, as of last week we've got a new nxt superstar to uh be excited about uh gunther oh who is, stop uh, it looks a little bit familiar but um i, I believe I he's I saw completely him new before maybe i thought i saw him somewhere before right it's like that walter guy the gunther chop Oof. i think it's just more of like it's not necessarily whether or not you like the name gunther it's more why yeah like what's the point and it's also the fact that it would make even a little more sense if they did this because he was called up. He's still on NXT. So the talk is that he's going to be moved up, but right. I, I think it's just IP stuff. I think they want to have the they can't copyright Walter because that's his actual name. So they have to give him this goofy name. And you know, I will say this: uh, a couple of things actually. The uh, the idea that like he was what Gunther Stark and that was yep. like a yes like a a, a Z grade German U boat captain yeah yeah like no World one had War heard II. of him it was certainly not I don't believe an angle towards giving a nod to Nazi Germany I think it was just you know coincidental it's an amazing coincidence <laughs> it's a it's a you know a hundred monkeys with typewriters and one of them bangs out Shakespeare kind of coincidence yeah yeah okay I I got you I got you. Um, and then on the other hand, I think, you know, Gunther will still get over cause yes. he's just hella talented, yeah. but it's the idea of like, you just sever all of his career, right? Like he's right. no, so now you have Walter who has this amazing resume and then you have Gunther who's won one match on NXT 2.0, which they're already disappointed with. And so probably will become a 2.1 <laughs> sometime before the year's over. Uh, back to black and gold. We're already going back to that with oh, none no. of the old superstars. Right. <laughs> but I think what, what Shawnee said is true, though, in the long run. Like, this guy is so good in the ring that this isn't going to hurt him, per se. Um, and I guess the only one saving grace, if they do it this way, is if it, it will see, do they ignore the fact that he was ever Walter? Or do they make this part of Gunther's story? And I, that would be a little bit of a saving grace. If it turns into one of the name changes, like we ne- who's Matt Riddle? It's just it's always been it's Riddle. It's just Riddle. Right. right. You know what I mean? But if they like if they cut promos of what happened to Walter and it's kind of part of the character, not saying it'll be good, but it'll make it a little more bearable. Yeah. It, 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 unless he comes out and like it's like Walter never existed. 
I think with all these changes, at some point we have to see a continuity from NXT to right. WWE, right? Like you can't just keep severing their legacies over and over. I mean, I guess you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. But uh, it sure is disappointing, and I, I can't believe it's good for long-term uh, fan building. Now, I think that once they get back on track, then they'll start building the new fans, which is, you know, it appears to be their ultimate goal, right? Um, I don't know if they wanted – I don't know if they care if they flush out the old fans or not, but they clearly are looking for this new global audience, and that's their priority. They've way deprioritized yeah. the you know the classic fans, and right. I I guess they're just at a point where they have so much money they're allowed to say uh, they feel they feel comfortable saying hey if you don't want to hang out don't. <laughs> and, and, if that's the mindset, then okay, but that better be the mindset because if you think any fan of NXT, the old NXT, is okay with what's going on now. You're delusional. And I right. think it's one of those things where, like, if you're making it something else, you're making it the minors again, whatever it may be, fine. But that's part of where the, the disappointment came from. It's not necessarily what it is today because there are some nice stars still down there, right? That, you know, Carmelo, you know, Carmelo Hayes, I believe it is. He looks like a little superstar. Like, I, there's not, it's not a disrespect to the talent that's there. A lot of the disappointment came from how abrupt this was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and that and that seems like what's uh, coming from within the industry within the company right now. It didn't feel necessary. It felt out of nowhere, and it felt like it was done overnight. One night we're black and gold. The next night we're shooting out rainbows. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I I think I'd said that maybe about a, a month ago um, uh, about the people on SmackDown uh, or you know on SmackDown and Raw the, over the last year whenever they'd release a whole bunch of people and then we as fans would get super upset because some of our favorites got released. And it's like, I feel really bad for the extremely talented people who still have jobs and still have to show up for work to a product that now a lot of people are becoming soured yeah. on yeah, because they're, you know, their favorites not going to be on the show anymore. Yeah. And I will say those who don't like NXT, don't watch it every week and, sh and shit on these people. You know what I mean? Right. Don't do it because they don't deserve it. Me, I stopped watching. I don't. I'll, I'll follow what's going on. Yeah. I treat it like Impact, right? I'll, I'll follow what's going on on social media. I'll check out the videos and the highlights. I'm not going to watch it every week like I did a year ago, right? You know, and and before that, in the black and gold brand, that's that's my decision. But I'm not going to watch it every week and talk about how how much garbage this is. It is garbage compared to NXT. The change is garbage. The superstars on there are not. You know, yeah. still Cameron Grimes is still on the show. Yeah, I, th right? I think they still have some wildly talented uh, people down there. Even some of the new people, I think, yeah. uh, they will get over. I mean, um, and they will, you know, when when we're looking at Braun Breaker with a year or two under his belt, yeah, I might be a huge fan. I think Grayson Waller's another one, a heel. I think he plays the heel role very well. Is he well. the one with the safe space and everything? The one uh, that uh, AJ Styles went at. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He showed up on Raw a couple times. He had a match with AJ. Right. Um. And I, I, I like that. I, I was worried about this. I'm glad AJ went over in that match because I'm like, I swear. Yeah. Well, ever since episode one of NXT 2.0, it's been like, here's a new person. Here's a person you've grown to love. New person wins. Right. Like it's it's extremely formulaic. Right. Right. And I'm glad they didn't do that with any. And they've done that a little more consistently because Riddle was brought down there to team with MSK. I was a fan of MSK over on the Black and Gold brand as sure. well. Uh, you know, and that was supposed to be Jeff Hardy before the whole thing happened with Jeff. Yep. So I, I, it's more consistent bringing these guys down, but it's, it's again, and uh, Bully Ray said this, they're treating it like the minors again. Yeah. Right. Riddle's going down there to be a mentor for MSK. AJ's going down there to shut up the rookie in Grayson Waller. 
and then now you know they've filtered out all the the guy the Adam Coles and the Johnny Garganos that we loved, right. and they bring in new new blood. It, it's it's it feels like the miners again, which is okay. That's how it started. It just doesn't. It, it, I guess. I guess if we give we were given a more of a heads up, the way it was done and the way they took as as I've said multiple times, the way they took the one thing WWE was doing that wasn't broke, and, right, and fixed it. Yeah, and it's just so disappointing. Honestly, the the best way that they could have done it too, if they wanted to change it all, use the Royal Rumble, wait a few months, you know, stretch out the Black and Gold brand for the rest of 2021, right. Bring all these guys up at once and have it, you know, because, again, we said it last week, there's only like 15 guys confirmed for the Royal Rumble. You have a situation like that, and almost all those 15 that's open are filled with NXT guys coming up at once. That would have been a better way to do it. I'm angry that the Royal Rumble, because it's 30 guys, was never 10 Raw, 10 SmackDown, 10 NXT. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it's 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 right there in front of you. It's and the they refusal. Never, they never bothered because... It's like you're about to say. They they were like, no, NXT don't count. Yep. It's the refusal to treat NXT like the third brand, right? That when NXT got that good, when Samoa Joe came back and Adam Cole was still on there, we were like, just it's the third brand. Yeah. Put them in the superstar shakeup. Put them in the draft. It's just the third brand. And I feel like it's when those those talks heated up, they're like, Oh shit, this isn't what we want. Yeah. Blow it up. NXT doesn't they count. They like this too much. Except for that week when half of our roster got stuck in Saudi Arabia. Yep. Then I guess yeah. they can count this week. And that was one of the greatest Survivor Series over the last decade. Yeah. And yeah. And, and certainly the, one of the more memorable SmackDowns. Right. Um, especially if you take out the Roman Reigns stuff. Uh, yep. I mean, the Roman Reigns stuff is great. Uh, I, I did watch about 10 minutes of WWE this week, and it was the <laughs> end of SmackDown, so it was... Uh, oh, it the was, tag match. Yeah, yeah. So KO and Rollins against the Usos. Can't argue with that talent, right? Correct. Like that is a very compelling set of superstars yeah. in the ring, and I didn't even mind, you know, this close to Royal Rumble. I didn't mind the DQ schmaz ending there, where sure. Roman Reigns comes in and and wrecks it all. To me, it all stood to the story, right? Um, I, I get why other uh, outlets who follow the WWE get annoyed by that, right? Like in in a vacuum, though, for me, it made sense that Roman Reigns would come in. And, right. and crash that match and just wreck it all sure. because he's the, he's the badass. That's what he's yes. doing. Now, of course, if I had watched five other hours of WWE and I had seen you know six or seven right. <laughs> uh, interruptions like that, right? I you know I'd have a little bit different attitude. But um, yeah, that's a that's a great set of superstars, and that's where we're at now. We have now distilled the roster down. Yeah, I, I think that what they believe is the diamonds, right? Like you've gotten right. rid of all the sand, and it's just the right. diamonds left. Now, is that necessarily the case? I don't, I don't at all get this whole Happy Corbin and what's his nuts, Mad Cat Moss, Mad Cat Moss. They're doing these really bad, like Bill acts in the yes. ring. It's stilted. It's bad. It's right. you know, even if they, I were, think it's meant to be bad. Like I appreciate the fact that like they have Pat. Mac I mean, Pat. Mac they let Pat McAfee say whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, right. And I love that they don't tell him what's going to happen on the show. Sure. Right. Michael Cole confirmed that on Pat McAfee's show. They don't tell him anything. So they allow him to go out there and say how horrible it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that they do that. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what makes it okay-ish. Yeah. Is that it's not like the commentary team not necessarily is laughing at them and thinking they're funny, but like, you know, trying to get them over. Right. No, you got Pat McAfee saying this is 
garbage. Get them out of here. <laughs> What's going on? Like, I, and that makes it, I love it. And, yeah. and, and I don't know if they're telling him to keep doing that because to me that helps their characters, whether you love them or, or whatever, that helps them because they are, it, it's, it's obviously horrible jokes, right? Right. So I think it's intended to be cringe. Yeah, the problem is is that you're also getting that on Mondays with other superstars yes. doing their little, you know, silly little goofy dances. Like I said, I, vaudeville. It's all vaudeville to me, which is – I love vaudeville. <laughs> it's, if you're going to steal vaudeville, at least, like, steal the good material. Right. Like, it's 100 years old. You can do that. Right, and I think the funny <laughs> on Raw needs to go away. I, they they got to get rid of the 24-7 title. I'm over yeah. it. Yeah. I'm really over it. It's this. It's it, it's literally a repeat. I appreciate the fact that they have gold on Dana Brooke right now. They have her consistently on TV doing something that's great. Reggie's talented. I'm over our truth. Akira Tozawa. Now they got Tamina stuck in there. Tamina was just a women's tag champion of, of what a few six months ago with Natalia, and now she's running around in this 24/7 title picture. I just I'm over it. Yeah. I'm so over it. I get I. Eyes roll as far as they can in the back of my head whenever any of the 24-7 title appears on my screen on Mondays. I'm kind of thankful that Reggie completely avoided 205 Live. Sure. Because it would have been really easy to see the athleticism of that guy yeah. and his size and be like, yeah, we're going to put him on 205 Live. Now, granted, in the history of 205 Live, there were times where they would take somebody from the main roster and stick them over there, and it would elevate the entire thing. Like when Enzo held the Cruiserweight title, suddenly yeah. I care about what's going on over there. But that's when 205 Live was even talked about on Raw. Was a, yeah, when it was you know a consideration at all. I am hopeful that possibly the end game for, for Reggie is a tag team with Omos. That's because Omos is, is massive and right. doesn't move around a lot, and Reggie can... He can be, you know, he can be his heater, man. Reggie can take all the bumps and do some of the high-flying Jeff Hardy stuff and then tag almost in and just let him clean house. Do we want to keep putting Omos in the tag team, though? Because he just broke up with AJ. Almost is very tall, and you can't teach that. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Oh, man. It's almost like they've done that before. Well, no, I, but I, I, I did see someone going back to uh, Walter slash Gunther. I did see somebody on Twitter say that um, he was so afraid of Roderick Strong's manager. What's the guy's name? Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm, Malcolm Bivens. Bivens. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens scared him so badly he changed his name. <laughs> nice. Malcolm Bivens is awesome. I got to see yeah, him several times in uh, the indies, and he was just so magnetic, yeah. so good at work in the crowd. Yeah. Everyone loved to hate him. Um you know, during the show, and yeah. then after the show, he's just like this delightful, friendly guy. Yeah, that's super awesome. cool, super cool. So, before we get into the Royal Rumble specifically, what do we think sure. about them not cutting Mustafa Ali? Seems like a little bit of a, another dick move, doesn't it? Yeah. Is this not the most fascinating thing going on in WWE right now? <laughs> right. Forget Mustafa, about the Royal Rumble on Saturday night. Not, o not only Mustafa asking for release and not getting it, but then going to Twitter yeah. and like, have you seen the shenanigans he's been up to? Yeah. Posted at first, I think before the weekend started, he posted a picture of the Joker from The Dark Knight Returns burning the mountain of money. Yeah. Um, and you know you can read into that what you will, but then Amy, uh, my wife, had pointed this out yesterday. Somebody noticed that. Uh, WWE on Fox had blocked them because yeah. they were using a hashtag, you know, about, you know, free Ali or something like that. So Mustafa Ali said, I got you, bro, and blocked WWE on Fox. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Excellent. I, Fascinating. Yeah, it, it, it feels like a dick move for sure, but it's also confusing for me, and I do not want to disrespect the talents that is Mustafa Ali. This doesn't make sense on WWE's end. He hasn't done anything. Right, like right, letting like, him go and making him sit for three months and then eventually do, you know, like, why? Right, it, it's not going to hurt your product. You have never used him in any way that got over with the fans. When he was the baby face, you know, uh, I yeah, think cool, I can. He had the cool Iron Man glove right, and the, and the, the world title, and whatever, didn't get over. Retribution, didn't get over. Post-retribution, didn't get over. You never put him in the tag team that everyone wanted with Ricochet or Cedric. Right. Two other guys that just Right. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. I mean, at least Cedric so got the hurt business out of out of something out of his run. But you also see yeah. uh I, I think it was in this last week that Sami Zayn was announced that he has resigned yeah. and Kevin's resigned. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, but guys like that, like it's kinda like what, what Shawnee said. They've decided who their diamonds are, and they're literally just focusing on them. Right. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are two of their diamonds. It's right? true. And Sami and Kevin know this, and why selfishly would you not resign? That's the thing. There was somebody else. There was three people that had that uh, recently had announced that they'd resigned, and I can't remember who the third one was, but I remember Kevin is. It's it's obvious like he's making good money and he has a family and he yeah. would like to continue making good money and supporting his family. With Sammy, he has his charities that he's working with and he's not going to have the reach to sustain those charities if he doesn't continue to be a WWE superstar. Right. So that is understand. But whoever I, I, I'm going to have to look it up. Whoever sure. the third one was, I was like, that's odd. I can't really put my finger on why yeah. you would want to stick around. Yeah. So I just don't understand why WWE is like allowing all of this to happen. Again, I say this with all due respect, but over Mustafa Ali, let the guy go. You never used him. Right. It's not worth the fight. It'd be different if you if you could convince me you had a plan for him. Right. Right. Okay. Maybe something can happen from that. You've never had a plan for this guy, especially when it sounded like the plan for him was to turn him into the Iron Sheik. <laughs> exactly. Like a couple right? of weeks ago. We talked ago, about that. Yeah, the, a couple promo. of weeks ago when it came up and it was in he was like, yeah, they they're not using me because they gave me an idea that I would never do. And I was like, well, he's done a lot of stuff, wouldn't he? Oh, I bet he wouldn't do that. Yep. Yep. The last promo he I remember him cutting was you boo me because of the way I look. Right. Do we really want to go down? I would imagine he showed up the next week and creative was like, yeah, we've got a turban for you and some, (laughs) some boots with little hooks on the ends of them. Like Xavier used to wear. Right. I mean, look at, look at the way uh, it's a little different, but look at Apollo's character, Mm -hmm. which Apollo ran with it, I guess. Right. But they also gave him the IC title to go with it. Right. Right. But like, Hey, by the way, you're going to speak with an accent starting next week. You know what I mean? Like, and we're going to give you the whole shebang. Yeah. Even though you've been with the company for five years and you've never spoke spoken like that, anything like that. No, now you do. Went like hard into the old um, foreign heel yeah. thing, right? And uh, you know, I, Sammy and Ko. I mean, they're Canadian, right? It seems as sure. they're, they're just heels. <laughs> yeah, are you implying all Canadians are heel? Yes, absolutely. Chris Jericho, Christian Edge. I mean, come on, yeah, Trish Stratus. Yeah, I love love to hate Trish Stratus. Yeah. 
Yeah, she did, she did. Walked around with that mask when she broke her nose. No, she did. Yep. And uh, is she going to be in the women's rumble? I haven't. She hasn't been announced for it. I did. I've seen a lot of her working out. I don't know if that's a normal thing on her end or if I'm overthinking that because it's rumble time. She I hasn't been so. announced for it. I, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I know. Definitely I was, wouldn't mind it. She's definitely one of the 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 Hall of Fame level superstars. I never mind seeing yeah. come back. She could still go uh, again. It's one of those things when it comes to who I wouldn't mind seeing come back. If you could still go at all, okay, cool. And I'm not asking like for a big run and in huge spots, but I don't want to see. Don't ruin anybody for me when they clearly are well past being able to do this, right. and you're forcing them to do the rumble. Like no. Just let, let By leave God, it's Sonny! <laughs> Sonny has returned to the 2002 no. Royal Rumble. Oh no, is that her valet? No, that's her actual. That's her actual uh, officer. What the, right? Uh, yeah, he's got to uh, take. He's got to take her right back to the halfway house as soon as she gets thrown out of the God, Royal Rumble. Stop it! <laughs> oh, poor Sonny. Right. Poor Sonny. You mentioned uh, the Roman Seth situation over on SmackDown, which I love. I don't see Seth beating. Roman, I would love to see this Seth KO pairing. Really, they they really dive into that for a little bit. Uh, that I mean, those two are just so great together. It's fascinating. Um, but did we hear the Mox shout out on SmackDown? Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> and then Pat McAfee did the same later on. Yeah, in the show during the tag match, he said it. So once again, somebody on Twitter said that now John Moxley and Dean Ambrose exist in the same. Multiverse. I saw that. I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> Listen, I I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I appreciate those little things because we oh, didn't yeah. get those things well, it, from it WWE. It leads you to believe as a fan that like those guys still communicate. Those yeah. guys are still close enough to exchange texts or phone calls and stuff. And I'm sure the the other two members of the Shield knew that like, hey, Mox is he came came back on Wednesday, so yeah. let's, let's give him a little shout on Friday. Yeah, be like, hey, we see you. Yeah, yeah that, and you love cool. to see that. You love to see again. It goes back to a situation where. You know, whether or not you think WWE and AEW is working together or whatever, you just love that both companies are existing and like no one on either side thinks they're going to put the other out of business because it's not going to happen. Right. It's not. Yeah, I don't. It's it's definitely not something that we're, we're looking at. Right. Like even if we found out tomorrow, the WWE finally sold to like right. Peacock or something like that. It's like, well, I mean, AEW's not going to put them out of business. Right. So. No. Like, whatever you hate about WWE right now or AEW, whichever side you're on or both, whatever. But neither side's going out of business. And it seems like over these last few weeks, whether you think it's because something's crazy's happening at the Rumble or soon with, between them working together, it, it they're, they're content with we exist, you exist, people love us both. Let's be okay with but admitting that we know that we exist. Right. But, but at the same time, neither one of them's above firing shots at the other one. Right, exactly. They're not looking Whether to put each other out of business, but they're certainly willing to fire shots right, at but each it, other. Again, it's, there's something to say. Even on AEW, they are using WWE storylines, history, right. sure. casually in their storylines. Yeah, because the other because the competition would never do that in a million sure. years. Right. I mean, but to be fair, though, they really can't. If Kenny Omega shows up in NXT 2.0, it, it, he's a new superstar that you've never heard from. And sure. he's named after a German U-boat captain. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But to be fair, we've never... It'll be interesting to see if and when that ever happens. Someone that had a full run in AEW yeah. goes to WWE. How are they treated, right? Right. Is it a brand new name? Do we act like we've never seen them before? Do we mention that they worked for AEW? We haven't had that situation happen yet. No. Right. And that's the thing with NXT, you know, old black and gold was that 
it got popular because it was stacked with guys who had legacies in the indies. And so right. every yeah. time they would show up, we would be like, oh, hell yes, it's this guy. Yeah. He's finally in the big show. And then they were like, oh, no, this is not only not the big show, but we are going to completely erase everything that they do on this show when right. they get to the actual big show. Now it's all guys who are like, you know, um, homegrown talent. Yep. And so the idea that they would be disappointed in the numbers right now is just lunacy, right? Like you yeah. got rid of everybody who has a, a track record. Like what, he, what kind of lunatic is Vince McMahon that he thinks that just because he comes up with the idea is the reason that everyone showed up? Like, yep. no, you fool. Anybody anybody who read that story last week that apparently the, the people behind the scenes are not pleased with the first four months of NXT 2.0 had, had to like let out a laugh. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. like, yeah, no shit. Right. Right. Well, I, I think it's the ignorant way of thinking for Vince McMahon that Shawnee just mentioned. It's listen, it's not two thousand one, two thousand two anymore. Yeah. Everything that happens good in wrestling is not because of you anymore. In right. fact, you have little to nothing to do with it. Right. The good things in wrestling right now I have nothing to do with you. I wonder what the tipping point will be uh as far as the psychology goes of because the psychology going back to we won the Monday Night Wars, we are the only option. So if we're doing something you don't like eventually you're gonna like it because we're the only option right. sure. and i wonder where that where's the tipping point gonna be over the next let's say five years or so sure. where they're like okay maybe we should actually not look at it as we're gonna shove something down your throat until you like it because we yeah. know what's best and and how patient is vince mcmahon gonna be with his own plan right like right. We're gonna we're gonna get rid of everyone you know, and we're gonna make you start to organically like new homegrown talent. Well, that's a long ass process. Right. right. It sometimes takes. There are guys who will come from the indies, and I'll be like, I've heard a lot of great things about this guy. For whatever reason, he's not over with me yet. He still has to get over with me personally, no matter what the other smarks or my friend. You know, like right. Yeah. Not everybody is KO. Where like right. the people who first introduced me to wrestling in you know, this modern era. We're like, you got to check this guy out, and I was like, oh hell yes! And that not every guy is like that, right? So it's like all like, yeah. You, now you have a whole crop of people who have to organically get over with every individual, right? It's, it's well, a, it's a, I'll tell you, Justin, it took me so long to get Dan Housen over with Sean. <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> get out. Of here. Dan Housen showing up for the Royal Rumble Saturday night? Hell yeah! <laughs> absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's 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 he's, uh, he's gonna have a rival with the ass boys. We all know. Oh this. my god! Yes, <laughs> the ass wall. Oh my god! <laughs> now I think you know another thing with WWE's plan right now is they're so content with raw raw roster and SmackDown roster. Raw is still three hours, and you continue to just cut away whether people are requesting their release or you're cutting them yourselves. And now you still have three hours on Monday night. And it's so funny that they still pushed that, right? When Seth Rollins came out on Friday and KO, you know, showed up after and Michael Cole had to make a point to say, oh, the couple raw superstars up there. Just no, because the next segment, Big E came out right. with yeah. Kofi. Right. Apparently, it's just the roster at this point. Apparently, last Friday was the one night a year where guys from both rosters. Were well, and then, yeah. By the way, because then, until this Friday, until, until this Friday, yeah. when Big E, they've already announced that Big E's going back to SmackDown for a tag match with the New Day. So, yep. you know, it's just and I love, I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing. What's what you want? That's what I want, right? Yeah. And that's basically unofficially what we're getting. Mm -hmm. It's just frustrating. It like you just you, stop making it a point. It's not special anymore. It's cool. I appreciate it because it, it makes it for entertaining television, but it's not like, 
Raw's over on SmackDown. No, it's it not 2000. Matter. It's not 2004 anymore. <laughs> right. right. That used to be a thing when I hadn't seen Kurt Angle on Raw for three years, and now here he is showing up on Raw. Right. Now it's a thing. I just saw Seth Rollins last week on Raw on SmackDown. <laughs> right. Yeah. On. The one area that you know we want wrestling to be like sports is that we know the rules going into the season. And everybody follows the rules, including the refs, including the owners, yep, right. including, you know, like the idea that they just like, what are the rules? And like there, right. there are no rules. It's yeah. whatever Vince McMahon wants that night. We know this has been this way, this way for a very long time now. Right. And that's very tedious, right? The, the idea of like, oh, we're going to have records or we're going to do this to make it more like a real sport or that. Like, no, yeah. just just follow your own rules. Yes. How about that? Just like we want from our television uh, narratives, like our, uh, our, we want it from our sports, we want it from our TV shows, right? Right. The, the, like you have to give me a reason why if you're the going, dynamics are changing in the world that you've created. Exactly. Yes. If you're going to start snapping rules, then there must be a reason for it, yes. and whether, and it whether it's a story reason or you know in a in a sport of some kind, yep. there must be a, a reason why this rule is no longer good. But especially, especially at this point of the wrestling industry, wrestling has been on weekly television now. It's brought for 25, 30 years, yeah. right? As like a, a week to week much following, longer. much. Well, I'm saying a week to week storytelling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, you're talking like when the Monday Night Wars, when real storytelling week sure. to week happened, right? And that's been a thing for 25 years. So, us wrestling fans have been following this, and it's been the same for 25 years. You can't just all of a sudden walk into 2022 and pull the plug on what we've been the the formula that we've been following for right. 25 years well and, and i not think expect us to go what i i think part of the problem too is that there's no official hey this is how we're doing it now in the same way that you know we've we've been pre-programmed to think that if it doesn't happen on raw or smackdown then it doesn't count sure and like you have to you have to win us over as a fan base into like why main something that happens on main event might count. Like, you know, Ricochet and Mustafa had a series of matches on main event over the last six months that were supposed to be some fantastic matches. But we don't care because you've convinced you've put in our brains that main event is just a couple things you film right. to make sure the cameras are working before Raw starts. Right. Yep. The last several years in WWE have all been like the uh, the process. Uh, you have to make a football move, and everyone's like, "Wait a minute, what the hell's a football move?" Well, no one really knows what a football move is. Very true. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we rule that it was a football move, and sometimes we rule it wasn't a football move. Oh man! That's so you just have to make a move, and then they'll let you know if it was a football yeah. move. Yeah. Just do it, and I'll tell you. Right. What's a football move? I don't know. Show me something. I'll tell you if it is. <laughs> Oh man, I've never heard that uh, that metaphor before. I like that. That's a lot. beautiful, man. That's a beautiful comparison. Yeah, uh, the very f it, the very first game with with Calvin Johnson. Yes, when they introduced the, <laughs> the that, that, that rule. By the way, that's a rule. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never called it before. No. By the way, can't do that. I'll never forget that. All right, so I've got a list of people who are supposed to be in the rumble. Give me a second. I'll count up the women and see how many shots we uh, got left. What here. website you got there? I just want to make sure. It's uh, cage side seats. Okay, so one, two, three. Four, Shout five, out to Cage Side Seeds. We trust eight, you. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. For women? For the women. Okay, so you got nine, nine open slots. Yeah, I, 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 there hasn't been a lot of talks for what women could show up to make it possess. So it doesn't surprise me that there's more because I want to say the men aren't even at 20. Uh, according to this list, they're at 15. Right. So, so half, half. Of the, half of the match has not even been announced. Listen. Yet. 
for the Royal Rumble, yeah, I, there is real reason to believe that something stupid's going to happen. They're going to have to reach out to some of the people that were cut, right? Yeah, like right. Just, just to fill space. I, I read a dirt sheet report that the Iconics were like, yeah, we were asked, but we were not going back right now. We yeah, don't feel I read that, that as right. well. That's fair. And that I don't blame them. Also, now, it could be a work. They could show up. Um, sure. The suggestion was also made by the dirt sheets that they didn't even know that Mickey James had the impact title. When they asked her. There's no way. There's no way. I don't know. Everything's so disjointed. I mean, I'm sure Vince that, McMahon's especially not. When you're somebody. Con- okay, somebody knew. Somebody right. in the yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that like they they asked her because she was. They were like, let's ask who's that woman we gave the garbage bag to. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. The gar- what, was, what did that garbage bag Can, say? What was the who's name? Who's that on trash that bag? woman that we fired? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get her back. Yeah. Oh, she works I with stand, somebody. Oh, fuck it. I stand by what I said last week. I think it's just an opportunity to get her one more time out the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just hit it one more time. Yeah. You remember that garbage bag thing? Yeah. It was on purpose because we're doing it again. Right. <laughs> so why, if you're Mickey James, do you agree to do it then? Because it's profile, you get the it, yeah, it's it a payday, a, it's a high profile. It's a payday, and uh, the, I think the profile is you, you look at it, it's like if they're going to let me carry the Impact Women's Championship on TV, like that's going to make people wonder. It's the same sure. reason why you give Kenny Omega the Impact Championship for X amount of time. Sure. All right, if it's if it does something for where I work and right. eventually maybe makes me a little bit more money, then yeah. all right. Look, guys, I know you guys will roll your eyes at my optimism, but I do think there's real reason to believe that something crazy in the sense of AEW could happen at the Rumble. I really do. Especially with 15 right. spots open. Right? All right. That's so a lot of room. One final thing I the dirt sheets was interesting was that they said that they don't care who else someone they might book works for. Right? There you so go. the idea being that they didn't know Mickey James was the impact title holder, but they extended right. the offer anyway. She's like, well, you know, I'm doing this thing, right? And they're like, we don't care. Do you want to come and be on the Royal Rumble? Right. So I guess technically it could be, you could see something like that. I just, I, I have no optimism at this point. So, sure. you know, I mean, that'd be awesome. Just, right. Just because my, you know, it's like the lowest of bars going into this Rumble for right. me this right. year. I just think it's, it, it's not necessarily just my optimism, which I'll always, as a wrestling fan, have the optimism. It, it makes watching wrestling fun in my world, right? Will I be heartbroken broken if no AEW stars show up Saturday? No, not necessarily. Would I have loved it? Sure. But that's what makes wrestling, watching wrestling fun is, oh, especially for something like the Royal Rumble. Right. No matter what the state of WWE is, as long as there's a Royal Rumble pay-per-view every year, I will be excited for it. Yeah, the Royal yeah. Rumble is one of those pay-per-views that you show up for the match type more than you show up for yeah. what the rest of, it, who's going to be in it, it what the rest of the card is, whatever. It's also one of two nights of the year that it is their chance to possibly reset, mm-hmm. right? If they were to sign a couple, not sign, but get a couple AEW guys to show up, right? And it becomes somewhat of a thing heading into WrestleMania, we're in, right? The other one is the night after WrestleMania when they have, you know, uh, Wrestle returns. Christmas. Yeah, Wrestle, it used <laughs> exactly. to be Wrestle Christmas. Now it doesn't count. It, it doesn't, Nothing yeah. happens at Wrestle Christmas anymore. Yeah, it, it, it has been lackluster as of late, but they, you know, they made it a thing. So it, it's a, a, a shot to potentially right. reset. But it's not even just the optimism that makes me believe it. Like if we just sit back and forget about like any optimism or you know non-optimism, pessimism, you know, (laughs) (laughs) what are you looking at me for? (laughs) The the word took a minute to come to me and then it popped. (laughs) And then you looked at me in pessimism. (laughs) Um, Came came into your brain. 
I think if you look at the fact that there's 15 guys, 15 spots open, like who else is left, right? It's a small roster. So right? are we disappointed? No, we, we agree that the bar is low. Sure. Are we disappointed if 100% of the people in the men and women's rumbles are people who have been under WWE contract in the past? No, because okay. that could include, I'm not saying it will, a Moxley, right? Okay, yeah. A Brian Danielson. I'll pop for either of those guys, right? Sure. Um, but I think there, that I, would be very interesting, right? You know, and and I think if you look at a Cody Rhodes' promo this past Wednesday, sure. right, the whole stadium interrupted him with Royal Rumble chants, which he played into. Sure, it could just be Cody being Cody, right? Could be just you know having fun he's with the, it. He's a carny prince. Sure, yeah, people want to forget that. That, that could be something good. Right? That's good, you know, promo work right yep. there. And I think you know the fact, and we've seen AEW do it. The fact that AEW is getting much more casual with their WWE references, because before it used to be a huge thing, right? right? MJF would look into the camera and say Bruce Pritchard, you know what I mean, or something uh, like that. Yeah. And it was a thing. Now it's just casually like, Dan Brian Danielson, yeah, I won at WrestleMania, then I did this, and MJF telling CM Punk he's never main evented. The fact that how casual it's gotten, and the fact that WWE has had multiple references to what's going on over at AEW mm -hmm. over the last few months. I think those could be small signs of, like you said, Chuck, earlier, like you like that they stay in touch, right? Right. But it could also be small signs of WWE, for one reason or another, has a little more paying attention to of what's going on in AEW. Could it be because they're working with some of their guys or could it just be whatever? And I think Cody Rhodes' promo and that combined and 15 guys that still need to be announced – I think there's real reason to be a little optimistic that someone from AEW could show up. It's always disappointing when there are open slots in the Royal Rumble and you get to the day and it's like super undercard people. Yeah. Like I hate to say it, but like Mustafa Ali shows up in the Royal Rumble. Right. I'm not excited. Especially when they do it um, and when they announce oh, look, it the it's morning one of, of the Viking Raiders. Cool. Right. <laughs> they they announce it the morning of the Rumble. Like Right. I, I, there's an article that goes out seven superstars added to tonight's Royal Rumble match, right. and it's like Eric, Ivar, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali. I'm like, great, okay, whatever. <laughs> those are those are dead slots. To yes, me. right. So, so I, at least keep it open till the Rumble, and then let them come out then. Yeah. Like at least keep the oh, who's it gonna be there? So this has been debunked, but I saw this last week around I think last Wednesday a a report that the men's Royal Rumble script had been leaked. Yeah, I saw I never believed it, but I did see that. You did see it? I was going to say, are you guys interested at all in this? In a debunked script? No. <laughs> I do want to let, let me hear who was. Well, okay. I didn't so, look into it. I saw it was debunked. Yeah, some of the people that aren't currently on the roster that you could look forward to, obviously Johnny Knoxville is going to be there. Uh, Ciampa Which, and uh, and Pete Dunne I, were, I have heard were listed that. in here. Uh, I think that's a real possibility. Alberto Del Rio. Absolutely not. Absolutely Santino not. Morella. Absolutely not. Really? I could see Santino, Santino showing Santino could do a spot. I could Only see because there's 15. If there, were, like, there were less spots open, I'm not going to make him waste one. But right. since there's 15, I'll give him one. Uh, they had Moose on here. From, I wouldn't mind that. From, For uh, the sake of working with another company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, Moose would be fun. And they had uh, Drew Gulak as somebody who was slated for number 30 but would have had his spot taken by Roman Reigns. Why Roman Reigns? That makes no sense. To do the Brock Lesnar move? Unless Roman were to lose, lose earlier in the night. There's no way Seth beats Roman. I love Seth. Right. There's no way Seth beats Roman. Uh, and they had the overall winner being AJ Styles, which I wouldn't be mad at, but I don't 
I don't. You've s- not given me any indication that's the plan. And that's the thing. I don't like as great as AJ Styles is. If he were to win, I don't even think he was on Raw last week, was he? No. Then he he had a match with Omos oh. finally, and he got no, no, whooped. No, no, no. That was he, two like, weeks, a ago. weeks ago. And then he had a match. I don't see. That's how little he's being used, right? Right. Uh, I think a Drew McIntyre would make more sense if he were to come back at the Rumble, but it sounds like he might be legitimately hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were talking about he was going to have to get some sort of surgery. Right. He might be out for a minute. Yeah, my, my choice to win, I mean, unless obviously anyone returns that becomes a legitimate option, um, is Big E. I think it makes sense to give Big E that moment yeah. um, and give him the opportunity to get, you know, because a lot of people were upset. With Brock pinning Big E the way it happened at day Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yes, I was. Big e, right. <laughs> so it gives him the opportunity to avenge that, right? If if whether it was one-on-one with Brock at Mania or if it was a triple threat with Brock and Roman, depending on what they do uh, with the, those two titles, because I, I do think those two titles are coming together at least at WrestleMania, if not before. So which one do they keep, the black one or the colored one? Uh, they pro- oh. and then you wear probably the, the black one because you, if there's one, it's going between both. You wear, shows. you wear the blue one when you're on SmackDown, but you gotta wear the red one when you're on Raw. Now how <laughs> how great would it be if they kept them and then they brought back the the big gold belt? Oh, the Brock Lesnar belt, the, like no the uh, the world title belt. The oh, the Ric Flair belt. Ric Flair belt. Oh my god, I would love that. I love that title. I like the Spinner belt. Spinner Bell's pretty great. I want the world title back. I saw Sheamus wants the old Intercontinental title, not the white, but the oval one in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. With the world on it. Yeah, well, I want Sheamus yeah, that's all out right. of WWE. So. <laughs> <laughs> we all want things, okay, Sheamus? <laughs> all right, so, okay. One realistic return or debut or show up at the Royal Rumble that you would pop for. That would be almost a game changer. That seems realistic. Men's or the women's? Uh, men's. The men's Royal Rumble? We'll do both if you have one for both. I mean, you're already giving me Lita in the women's Royal Rumble, so that's cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. Who could show up in the men's We're Royal Rumble? We're probably getting Lita and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. I can't think of anybody in the men's Royal Rumble that I would be... That realistically could show up in the men's yeah, Royal Rumble. Yeah, be realistic. Yeah, like know. if Minoru Suzuki shows up in the men's Royal right, Rumble, I'm right. going to lose my shit. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Sure. I don't know. I'm sorry. Johnny, you got it. Yeah, no, I don't. I really, I, I'm, I'm really thinking that I'm by the end of the show, I'm going to be like, all right, Sean Waltman, that was exciting. Why did we bring the one, the one two, three? <laughs> you know right. what? That's actually a good call because he's been talking a lot about wanting to get back in the ring. He he made an appearance at GCW, which is why I thought yeah. he, he, he looks spry. And they have 15 spots to fill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the 15 spots makes it fun. I I think we get NXT guys. Um, there would be a, a whooping at my house if the Godfather were to show up in the Royal Rumble. Oh, man. Amy loves the Godfather. <laughs> she wants to smoke with the Godfather. He's like 100, isn't he? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if I want to see. I, I appreciate the Godfather. Come in, do the whole train, get knocked out. Um, what are you there for? I will say anybody from a different company would make me pop because again I just want to see the willingness to work with oh, another yeah. company. If some, if know? some, much like um, AJ Styles showing up years and years ago, uh, fresh off of New Japan, like if some New Japan talent shows up in the Royal Rumble, wow. Yeah, but I'm talking neat. about someone currently working with another company. That's the tricky thing because like we've just had this run where all these guys that we wanted to see, like, right? You're in the E, you're in the E, you're in the E, all wasted, didn't do anything right. with any of them. Now yep. it's like. Okay, so like, let's say Moose shows up, right? Sure. Is it gonna have a, a moment better than um, than uh, um, 
Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Right. When yeah. Keith Lee got to stare down Lesnar. I'm not Absolutely a fan of Moose specifically. No, no, but it's just the the idea that whoever you bring in, unless it's an AEW guy, like, and even if you bring an AEW guy, it's going to be a tease f- for next year's Rumble, right? Like, they right, don't follow right. through with anything. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm so concerned in that regard. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to enjoy the Rumble this year. And I, I, I guess the advantage of that is that you have to do very little to win me over. Right. right? Like, I smoke enough weed that you, you, <laughs> you, you can still win me over. Well, and even even the most jaded wrestling fan, like you still have that moment of when the music hits and you don't know who it is. You're like, what? What? Yeah. Or, and then you see him, you're like, oh my God, it's AJ Styles. <laughs> like there's still that moment of excitement before you go, oh, wait a minute. He's not going to win. <laughs> right. Right. Like, right. you know, I, if I hear wild things start, I'm going to be like, <gasps> John Moxley. But God, then, man, but then you know, I'll get over it, and then I'll, that endorphin hit, and I'll be like, oh, well, he's not going to win. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's showing up for if, – if an AEW guy or Impact guy shows up, they're not winning, right? But, right. And I will think that the expectation should no, be it that. No, it doesn't need to be, but it's just the idea of, like, Keith Lee, you set it up, yes. and then you were like, you know what? Sorry, kid. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I know like, you worked yeah. your whole life for this, and we even teed it up to make it look like we were going to use you, but right. actually, fuck off. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I just, I just want to see, because, you know, it becomes, AEW made it cool when it comes to working with other companies. Yeah. Let New Japan come over consistently, the thing with Impact. Right. If WWE, and that's what makes AEW fun, because the matchups seem endless, because you never know when they're going to, you know, go across to New Japan and say, hey, we want to do this. The expectation should not be for any other company's superstar to win the Rumble, but the willingness for WWE to work with another company is all I want to see. Yeah. Okay. Because that means any WrestleMania, any next year's Royal Rumble, it's now officially the door is open when there's an open challenge, when there's someone's a surprise of some sort. It could possibly be insert name from a different company yeah because before they've never done it so it's like damn i would love it to be moxley but he's an AEW. i would love it to be this person but he's an impact now that goes away yeah yeah so okay i will let me let me uh to play your game if uh tanahashi who's sort of considered the john cena of new yeah. japan if he was to show up in the rumble yeah have make up some nice waves and even get a relatively low card match on uh you know the two nights of the WrestleMania. Yeah. That would be badass. Cool. Um, yeah. The the negative um the the cynic in me would be like, well, you had Nakamura and you aced him. But right. Right. The, the person who's going into this with a low bar and saying at some point they have to finish this reset and start doing it right, <laughs> uh, you know, like that that would be fun. That yeah. would be cool. And it's something that's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Right. Now on the other end, men's or women's, one person you do not want to see show up for a rumble. Oh, Just don't do it. Who's the Who's the the woman who was the Impact Champion? Uh, the daughter of uh, oh, is Rachel Ellering? No, no, no. Rachel Ellering is fine. The the racist. Uh, um, oh, 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 oh. I know her daughter. Remember. One of the four horsemen. Right. I can't remember what her name is either. What are the four horsemen? Um, it's one of the guys on uh, Tully Arn Blanchard. Blanchard. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard. Thank you. There you go, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa um, Blanchard would disappoint me. I, I, I'm waiting for somebody to give her a big contract, and it's going to be disappointing when they do, whoever yeah. it is. Right. Chuck, you got one? There's like, there's that window of like the Divas title 
where it was more supermodels than wrestlers. Sure. And whenever I, I, I even group Michelle McCool in that, like when Michelle McCool or Layla or yep. Kelly Kelly yep. show up and I'm just like, <sighs> you do nothing for me. Yeah, exactly. Especially when, when like well, Michelle the, McCool is showing up and yes. Yeah. I don't care. It, yeah. it felt like they took like, because like Trish Stratus and Lita started the whole women's taken seriously. Right. Right. And it, legitimately felt like a couple steps backwards when the women's division was led by Maurice, Michelle McCool, uh, when they, Kelly, when they started Kelly. doing diva searches, right? Diva search. And it, it, it felt like a couple steps back and now we're taking seriously again. Right. So mine is Braun Strowman. I don't want to see it. Adam. Sure. Whatever. No, I don't want to see it. No offense. He was just there. I want him uh, to defend his, his greatest Royal rumble belt. Yeah. <laughs> fancy green belt. We got two nights of WrestleMania. We got time to do it. <laughs> uh, my one, by the way, outside of anyone from a different company, if I'm being specific and not going to a different company, uh, I'd love to see Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I agree. It, especially uh, if it was a one-off just because I don't think, I don't think he got a lot of opportunity to do the fiends entrance in front of a giant crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I never got to be in a building when the Fiend entrance go, went on, well, which, think, which is, makes me very sad. Well, think of the pop for a Royal Rumble. But yeah, if, that you, if you want, right. if you want to give the Fiend, <laughs> and he gets in the ring and then immediately gets thrown out of the ring, uh, right? Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> boot his ass right out. Yeah, Seamus, Seamus, yeah, <laughs> right. Fucking, sh- fucking Seamus, just a bro kick. Yep. Ruins everything. <laughs> just another reason to hate Seamus. <laughs> Yeah, I would pop for that in the same way that it, like it'll never happen in a million years. But Mickey James is in the women's Royal Rumble. If you give me Rosemary in the women's Royal Rumble, no. I'll lose my. I'll, I'll be yeah. jumping up and down on my couch. Yeah. But it's it's not gonna happen. Yeah, like I said, I I think there is more reason this year than any other year before to believe that something crazy like that could happen. Yeah, between Mickey James being the Impact Champion and them acknowledging it on TV, right? Right. Uh, you know the little references you can make what you want of that. Cody's promo and all but that. The, but from the business standpoint, they're 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 changing IPs specifically because they want to have copyrights on names. Yeah, sure. So to me, it just speaks so much against what you're saying. I, I think that unfortunately, the corporate end is what's running the thing. I think it's the as much as we uh, crap on McMahon. I think the other problem is not Tony Khan. He's like he's right. allowed to just make decisions, but by looking at black and white on paper, right? right. Just like. Numbers, numbers, numbers. He's like the bean counter who's who's making you guys, some decisions. Either you guys see that Spin magazine article about uh, the the music licensing? I didn't know that of, Spin was still a thing or that magazines <laughs> were still a thing. They have a they have an article on their website about AEW's <laughs> music license. That was the article. <laughs> and they talk about you know they talk to Ruby Soho and CM Punk uh-huh. and and uh, they talk about Orange Cassidy having Where's My Mind and all that stuff. It's a fascinating article. Yeah, like there's not a whole good. lot of information in there. It's like oh I didn't know that, but it's right. neat to see a publication, a mainstream publication yeah. like a Spin yeah, magazine, yeah. go into detail about like yeah this is one of the ways that this other wrestling show is really you know trying to. Trying to make, trying to stand out. Right. And Ruby Soho showed up at GCW, played her song from the beginning, not that weird middle where they just oh really start playing, right. it, playing it from the uh, chorus, which doesn't work yeah. for me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah. all right, so a uh, couple of things on AEW before we wrap up. Okay. Sure. First off, that that asshole who who yelled at Mox. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have we gotten what, what he, he said? Yeah. What did I, he say? I, I, I haven't I, seen the all quote. All I heard was hypocrite. I heard. I, I heard ring get out of the ring at the end of the yeah. uh, at the end of it. <laughs> I think it basically that might have been Billy Ray. 
Yeah, I was going to say between, uh, what is it, um, between what he had to say on his radio show, which you're on a radio show, you're trying to get ratings, of course you're going to say something controversial, whether you believe it or not, whatever, but then the the response at the GCW thing was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, the fuck Billy Ray chant was good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and again, what you said is true, but there's a line, don't touch that line, dude. Like that that line You think you think uh saying Moxley should apologize to his fans is where the line is? I think it's it, listen, the line isn't that close in the wrestling industry. But I think when you start to touch someone's real life issues and it's not for like it's bad enough when they do it on screen. Right. When yeah. you're doing it for a podcast or for a radio show whatever that's where the line is, dude. Like, because I, I look it. at I look at who it is. It's John Moxley and it's Bully Ray, and Bully Ray is an old school friggin' yeah. carny wrestling thing. Like, I'm sure he, if he, if he did his his uh, radio show today, he was not upset by the GCW crowd yelling "fuck Bully no. Ray." That like, guy was an ECW. He's got for how people long? to yell "fuck Bully Ray" in the Hammerstein Ballroom while there right. for ECW. I'm sure he's just like, "Yeah, still got it. Yep. Still got that heel heat." Yeah, it sort yeah. of reminded me of when uh, who was it? Was it? Uh, oh shit! Who was it that that commented on the? Um, the Ric Flair dark side of the ring. Tommy uh, Dreamer. Tommy yeah. Dreamer. It was like, okay, old, old, old yeah. white men saying old white man things. Yep. And it's like, I get that we're going to cancel them. I, I, but I'm also like, all right, well, this, you're like the 800. You're like, you're so far down the list of people who have been canceled and people who are relevant, right? Like, sure. you're going to cancel Tommy Dreamer. Like, I thought he was already canceled. Uh, yeah, Not because like, he did anything, just because. No, no, because he wore that, that terrible fucking top knot in, uh, in <laughs> we canceled him for that <laughs> but uh yeah it's just it's like okay i mean i guess like fine if, if if it makes if it makes people who are on our side which is mental health advocacy you right. know um not shitting on people who are fighting addiction and that's what because it is we've lost people who fight addiction right. and they, right. we know that it's like a life or death struggle for some people maybe it's not maybe for mox it's just a big old show and he took a big vacation sure looks great sure looks like he stopped drinking sure. he wasn't puffy at all yeah um, i was gonna say <laughs> I, I saw the before and after pics yeah, holy yeah. hell yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we had uh we had jericho on, on commentary on friday and i, I would love to have heard him say man Mox after not drinking. I should <laughs> yeah. probably put down the vodka. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is. I, I my favorite part of Mox's moment when uh he called out that fan was first off, the fact that it was the first thing out of his mouth, uh, to begin the show. First thing to begin right. dynamite. <laughs> yeah. What a way to start Opens the show. dynamite with an F bomb. Yes. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Beautiful. And my favorite part was Jim Ross. Well, he hasn't changed. <laughs> Gold. I know we've I, we I've said things about Jim Ross on AEW commentary, but that was Tony, that line. Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes and the Bucks are backstage, and he opens with an F bomb, and they're like, "I'm glad Mox is back, but this is gonna be rough." Yeah. <sighs> How many promos are we giving them over the next six months? Can we, we gotta cut make that down? sure we put them on after nine o'clock? How furious oh. is Chucky e. T? Remember right. he, he had like that. that He's long, the one that started it. That long ass campaign of wanting to be able to say shit on TV. Now right. the bar has just been raised. I thought it, I thought it was a great return for Mox. Yes. I, I don't like in terms of there was a moment in that promo I thought was gold. Uh, 
sort of the when he was just he was using the same phrase over and over again. I cannot remember what it was. I don't have it written down in front of me. But there was a, there was like a like a twenty or thirty second spot in that promo where I was like, "That's classic, great promo." Sure. I think in the grand scheme of things, went a little long. It was a lot, you know. It was like, "Hey, I'm back," you know. Uh, loved the idea of him fighting. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Yes. That was, that was yeah, it. see, that was, and that's fascinating too if we want to talk about Mox coming back is like he's got a match two nights later on Rampage and he very well could have walked into that match against, uh, what was it, uh, All Ego Ethan Page. Yes. He very well could have walked into that match, delivered the the DDT and then walked out mm-hmm. and and it, none of us would have batted an eye. We'd be right. like, that's John goddamn Moxley. Right. Of right. course that's how that match worked. But the fact that he came back and then really made Ethan Page look pretty goddamn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a in a losing effort. Right. Yeah. Um, and when he incidentally Ethan Page is a great heel. Getting he to see him, I remember seeing him those three years in uh in, in uh Evolve and I kept thinking like he's got a little KO to him. He yeah. always is the yeah. same guy. Like he's all Ethan all ego Ethan Page. Right. He's he, he changes a little bit here and there, but that's generally that's the character he's playing. Right, and uh, yeah. I think he's got a ton of potential that, down the road. It's been such a slow roll off. Yeah, right, man. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's lost in the shuffle. Yeah, there's yeah. so many guys, and especially you're on a show with MJF, and you're you're gonna try and tout yourself as the best heel on the show. Right. Well, no, I'm gonna have to deal with the middle of the card when and MJF he's, is he's here. teamed with Scorpio, who should be a fucking top. I mean, well, right, and, and that's where my frustration is because a hey, bad enough that they're with Dan Lambert again. I'm sick of them putting him him on AEW TV. Well, now he's with the... Yeah, yeah, now the, the yeah right? they've <laughs> added to his repertoire, but I think the problem is they... I love... I agree. His heel works great. He looks great in the ring. If you want me to take them seriously, give me some wins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they're losing clean every single time, right? And if you don't want them to beat a Moxley or a Darby, that's fine. Put them in the ring with the Varsity Blondes for three weeks in a row. Yeah. Have them beat them in a tag match and have them each individually beat them in singles matches to get a win streak going. Yeah, they're just treading water. They're and like, that's it, yeah. right? And it's frustrating to see that because then your promos become irrelevant because every time you try to put your money where your mouth is, you lose. And whether you're face or heel, right. I don't believe what you're saying. Yeah. You know, the acclaimed works as heels because I've watched them get victories on dynamite and rampage. Yeah. So when they come out running their mouth and the raps and all that, that's why they put them in a main event with sting and Darby because you believe them more as heels because they run their mouth and I can, I've seen them win. I'm glad you brought up the varsity blondes. Cause that's exactly where I tapped out of dynamite last week because I, everything up to that match up to the varsity blondes against Brody King and uh, Malachi Black. Everything up to that match was something I absolutely wanted to see. And then that match came on. I was like, this is it. This is when she turns in the Varsity Blondes and joins the spooky bullshit. And when it didn't happen, I was like, well, I guess I'm done tonight. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is bullshit. I, I, I had fun watching uh, AEW Twitter react to Brody King. A lot of people yeah. were like, I didn't actually know who this guy was. Right. And he, he was over. Now, again, it was the AEW, AEW Twitter you could roll out the uh, you could roll out anybody and they'd, they'd <laughs> probably be over. Be, yeah it's probably a very it's a very quickly. easy room let me put it that way um but uh yeah i thought i i had i have a question i i wish erica was here yeah yes justin yes yes young man. raising my hand we are on camera so i can say that it's funny we just made the joke about them adding names to the royal rumble they just add a bunch of names they added before raw omos randy orton 
Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seven. Yeah. That leaves us eight. Eight. Yeah. All right. Which is still a decent number. Right. If they don't add to it throughout the well, week. Well, I think we talked about this last week, and we all agree that like we like it when there's a couple of slots in the Royal Rumble that you don't know about. Oh, yeah. There's got to be. Similarly, how do you feel when there's a match on, like say, a pay-per-view that they didn't tell you about ahead of time? Depends on the match. Hmm. It depends on the match and the situation. That doesn't happen too often. It doesn't, no. But I, I clearly remember one of the WWE ECW pay-per-views, which is one of the worst pay-per-views of all time, December to December. Yes. They told us what two of the matches were going to be, but they had a three-hour pay-per-view to fill out. So most of it was just like, all right, I guess we're doing this too. No. And I guess we're doing this yeah, too. Yeah, don't, don't give me that. I'd rather, pay-per-views for me need to build. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it's a situation where it's one match to fill time – or just one surprise match, right. or of course, like we talked about New Year's Revolution, where you brought that up a few times, the injuries happen, so time oh, was yeah. cut short, right? Yeah, or suddenly it, you got to scramble. It's one of those situations, fine. But uh, yeah, for the most part, no, I'd rather a card to look forward to. What did you want to ask Erica? Now, I have a question for the show that I think will be, you know what, I'm, I'm going to pose the question now, but we'll answer it next week, okay? okay. All right. Um, I thought this was a good question as I was watching, and knowing the dynamic we have on the show. At what point do the Young Bucks, by continuing to be the Young Bucks, become Kid Rock? Okay. Right? Like there was a, believe it or not, kids, there was a time when Kid Rock was a young, hip guy. And then there was a time when people were like, someday you're going to have to call yourself Old Man Rock. And then there was a time when Kid Rock released a music video that <laughs> was where he was saying, I used to be a badass and I still am and here are all my old biker friends. And that video was just released this year and fucking uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic made sure to come out and comment that this was not he a parody. Not this. This, was act- like, this, this is an actual so, video. You know, um, at what point did the Bucks become parody? Become parody. Yeah, and, and and I think that we're all, we're all you know, we, I, we all have... Let's all address that next week sure. as part of the show. Sure. Um, so give it give it some real thought, especially on Wednesday when you're watching. You know, when, when you see them all come out, like there was a there was a time when I was like very excited by the fact that they were coming out with ridiculous mustaches and right. new hair and all this stuff. And I, and I was like, hmm. Well, <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> wonder how long they're going to keep doing this for. Like you sort they've, of they've you got some sort kind- of blew up the elite. A month and a half ago, and then... They've got some kind of bet going with uh, Seth and Becky about <laughs> who can look more ridiculous yeah, on national yeah, television could be, could be. before somebody's Seth like... And it's funny you say that, too, because... Or somebody's like, dude, tone it down. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that when the Young Bucks come out, and I right. just laugh when Seth and Becky... I think they look good, like, in, in a it's weird way. So like, in such insanity. I'm into such it. bright colors and goofiness. Into it. How did you guys feel about the opener for uh, for Dynamite, the the mixed tag match? Because that was my... That was 100% my jam. Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to what we said. Having Adam Cole and Britt Baker together on TV is gold. It's great for both of them mm-hmm. uh, because they're at the top of their game. And, uh, you know, I would I can't wait for both of them to be holding titles. Um, I'm over Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. We're getting it one more time this this week. Right. I'm not an Orange Cassidy guy. I feel like this is way too long for Adam Cole to be in a program with a guy like him. Uh, but other than that, no, I thought the match did great. I love Statlander, too. I mean, she... I yeah, mean, I think all four of them had great chemistry with the other team. There were a bunch of really fun spots, which is what I ask for out of a uh, a mixed tag match. Spots where, like, 
one of the girls is going to attack one of the guys or one of the guys is going to attack one of the girls. Uh, I, I love the, the way it was set up that Adam Cole was going to give uh, Statlander the Panama Sunrise out on the out, out on the ramp. But then he got angry because Orange Cassidy bumped into his girlfriend, knocked yeah. her into a table. It's like, how dare you put your hands on my girlfriend? I yeah. thought it was great to see Orange Cassidy do his low energy attack yes. on Britt Baker, Brit, where yeah. it's like it gives you an excuse to have intergender. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that worked really well. Yeah, that, that was a very fun way to open the show. Uh, I thought it was a good week overall on AEW. I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, Rampage didn't grab me as much as uh, the Fridays usually do, but I mean... You're going to give me another hook match. I'm here. I like that it was live. Uh, yeah. Um, that, that was interesting. Yeah, hook. People, man, hook is so over. It's so, they have so dis- silly. They he have- looks like such a child. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. In five years from now, hook is going to be a badass. But right now, it's, it's, and it's, it's so smart that he does this very shoot style, very aggressive, very no nonsense. Because if you had like a second to, of oh shucksness, you'd be like, Oh yeah, that's a baby. Yep. <laughs> well, and that's why you you've noticed he has not done one interview. He has not done one promo. He has not touched a mic. No. Yeah. And that's um you know that's on purpose. Yeah. He's because like I feel like the second like the he talks evil Orange Cassidy. Right. <laughs> like he doesn't yeah. give an F. But I feel like the second he talks, it's ruined. Mm-hmm. Pro- I mean, right. you gotta think that's why they kept Well, and your dad is one of the best friggin' talkers in the business right. like why not but just brock lesnar that stuff it, and it's funny you've said that Taz too. do all his work it's funny you said that too because you said it the first hook match and it, it never fails every week it bothers me stop over naming every move he does <laughs> shut <Yeah>. the hell <laughs> up like, right I, I, that's the Obi Wan Kenobi suplex. Like, shut <laughs> up, dude! Like, uh, sh- stop. I love the Obi Wan Kenobi sh- suplex. <laughs> now that's a suplex I haven't seen a in a long, long time. time. <laughs> 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 oh man, no, I, yeah. I, other than that, though, yeah, I'm over. Like, hooks over with me at least with the way they're using him. Uh, take your time with him, but they got something good, in, you know. The, the uh, superstars are good, too, that they're putting I, on them. I got to say, Anna J really convinced me, too. I knew going into that yeah. match, there's no way she's going to win. And once again, they could have booked that match. At, like she, uh, Jade Cargill could have just smashed her. But yeah. that finish felt like, the series of false finishes felt like the yeah. kind of finish you would get with any men's match in an AEW ring. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's that's awesome. I yeah. love that there's some drama to this. There's the, she goes for the finisher and then she gets rolled up. And then instead of just going for like the the easy pin, she like kicks her in the knee and then grabs the the sleeper that she's been right. threatening. I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. I think you make a great point. That was that was sort of a, a, a feather in the cap of Anna Jay's sure. career. Like it really did feel like... We, we, we had talked over the last six months several times about how it's like, oh, her and Penelope Ford are sort of like, hey, it's a couple of blind girls in yeah, black right. gear, right? Like, but we don't know what your motivation is. Right. Sure. Where she came out right from the, the it's, it's, I'm that bitch slayer and I'm here for this. Yeah, and, I love yeah. that line. Yeah. It was, I love that she, line. And, and she, it was a, it was a, it was a really well represented yeah. match. I think Jade Cargill, she deserves the title because she's a great banner holder yeah but like this idea that oh she's 25 and 0 in aew so therefore she's just unstoppable monster is very goldbergian in that like man be careful what you wish for because in 50 years we might be looking at jade cargo coming back for matches and going oh, she was never actually that good right, right. Like, and that's the problem yeah. is she's not good in the ring yet right like even that match with anna jay she had moments where it's just sure. not 
it's not polished yet. Right. And you really don't want to put a storyline like 25 and 0 on a non-polished superstar like her. If you're going to do a storyline like that, they better be dominating and looking good doing it. She does not look good doing it. Unfortunately, right now. the nature of the business has been that women have not had the chance to get the reps, right? right. Like it's where it, uh, other than maybe like start I I think that the pandemic crushed that too. Like there were just very few um, rosters where women are going to get 52 weeks of work if they stay healthy, right? right? right. And so the idea, there's just uh, Ruby Soho, I think, is is somebody who could carry that weight. We've seen, we've seen now that the DMD does, but it took a while, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I, she struggled. The, the early month, you know, the early the first year of that was sort of like, all right, are we going to really all be cheering for her at yeah. the end of this thing? It turns right. out that we are, you know. Um, right. Of course, I say Thunder Rosa, I think, should be getting weekly airtime because I think that she would be improving greatly right. if right. she's getting those reps. But unfortunately, there is no minor league for women to get all the reps that they need to be a polished Called, superstar. I, I mean this with no disrespect, dark and elevation. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. that goes back to what I was saying about the way WWE has programmed us as fans to, right. you know, some of the stuff counts, but then some of the stuff doesn't count. And I think that's why we look at Dark of Elevation and it's like, well, it's, it's there. But it yeah. You know, yeah, I haven't watched either it one just, in a minute, it I adds have to say. To, it adds to your win-loss record, sure. but it doesn't, you know, I can't remember the last time I had to tune into Dark yeah. or Elevation because yeah. somebody was on it. So it sounds like there's going to be a handful of expiring contracts coming up for AEW over the next several months. Right. Uh, yeah. Joey Janela, I think I heard, was in May. Uh, I would be surprised if they re-signed Joey. No. Right. You know, it hasn't been much for him there. Watching GCW, that's where he belongs. Sure. So <laughs> I'm going to sidetrack just for a moment here because that match was – okay, so <laughs> Matt Cardona comes out. He's wearing a red sleeveless flannel that says, Fuck McFoley. First off <laughs> – like what a heel move, right? You're going yeah, into an indie building, uh, a hardcore wrestling fan base, and, and it's on the back too. Yeah. So when you first see him, you're like, "Oh, he's wearing a thing like McFoley, yeah!" Yes. And then yes. he and then he walks past you, and you're like, "Oh, that son of a you bitch, dirty son of a bitch!" Yeah, like in previous weeks, I had seen he was wearing the GCW shirt, except for with a big circle slash. It's just like the most cheesy easy stuff but it's yeah. like oh you're hardcore fans and you don't like me because i'm the pretty boy who f washed out of wwe well uh suck my dick and also here's my awesome wife <laughs> right <laughs> like it's just a great heel like they're doing great work in that regard so then janela comes out and he's doing the janela thing they love him in gcw janela that's that's like where he belongs yeah and then like Shit just starts going down. Like at some point, they play No Chance in Hell, and there's a guy in a VKM mask, and it's fucking. They pull off the mask, and it's Virgil, and he's got to get that. Uh... Swaggle comes out from under the ring, and they do the whole. I knew he lived under the ring, but I didn't. Yeah, da, 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 da. And then Marco Stunt, who apparently his contract is going to be coming up soon, he's he he puts put. Fucking, he puts a swaggle on a table and goes off. The, like, oh my what God. is going on? This is a match between Cardona and, and <laughs> Joey Janela. What is going on here? It was just like all of these shenanigans. It was like everything from uh, from um, uh, Doc Gallows' uh, sure. goofy-ass pay-per-views he would do. Yep. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was wild. I have no idea exactly what. I, I think it was just spectacle. And it it was it was pretty funny. And I saw that it ended with Brian Myers. Oh yes, yes, helping out Matt yes. Cardona. So he's got all leather on. He's got the helmet on. He, he does the a spear through the table, and the announcer's like, 
my God, who is this wearing the, uh, the, this, this mask? And he pulls off it and he goes, Brian Myers. What a fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this, the commentary is so good. Now, when they were in Detroit the week before, they got several Detroit facts wrong. They were calling the MC5 the Iggy and the Stooges, and they right. were saying Iggy Pac was 65. He's like 75. And eh, not so great. However, they say cocksucker on their broadcasts. <laughs> And when they see Brian Myers, they go from, oh, my God, who is this to, oh, this fuckhead. So I, I kind of like it. I kind of enjoy it. I can definitely see, it, okay, it is is very unrefined. Yes. Uh, in terms of watch, like they started with a seven-man match is, of some sort. And it, it's it's sloppy. It's uh, it's not for everybody. It is this generation's ECW. It, yes, yes. If and that's clearly places, what they're angling at. It is at. GCW. That's what they're angling towards. How much uh, how much blood was there? Because I know going into it, there was talk that like the New York State uh, Sport Commission was like, no, no, none of them like to blood bullshit. No, not a ton of blood. Not a lot. Not a, not a ton of blood. Um, it uh, the last match they saved for the uh, Dem Boys. Uh, yeah, the Briscoes. The Briscoes, and that was a, a a GCW guy who I'm not familiar with, and uh, and Nick Gage and Nick Gage. Because I saw on Saturday, Nick Gage was like, "Yeah, I'm not on the card. I don't know why. This is some bullshit." And people yeah. were like, "Ooh, is there is there tension between Nick Gage and the owner of GCW?" Right. And then he shows up at the yeah yeah the, he, the, he won the tag oh, he, he won those tag titles motherfucker yeah yeah it was. <laughs> And there was like a real long break where you're waiting to see who the second guy is going to be. Um, I I don't I didn't watch any of the lead up. I have no idea why Effie and Jeff Jarrett were fighting, but it was hilarious to see. I think Jeff Jarrett showed up a couple of weeks ago at a GCW event and hit Effie with a. He did. I saw. Yeah, I hit saw him with the that. guitar. Yeah, it was just so like, they were going to have an actual match. I think it's it was just, weird to see Jeff Jarrett there because he was just on SmackDown as well. Yeah, on, on Friday. Friday. Surprised now, he didn't look into the camera and be like, make sure to catch me at GCW this Sunday. Yeah, right, by the way. Now, I wonder, he's someone who might, maybe we'll see at the Rumble. That, Like I said, uh, Sean Waltman, he's another one where it's like right. uh, the, the old guys start coming out to make sure that they can actually climb into the ring without falling. Yeah. Which uh, uh, fucking um, Drax should have done when he... Oh, Batista? Batista. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would have slipped in the ring. Oops. But uh, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a fun event. I can definitely see why... It's 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 I'm fascinated to see what is going to happen in this vacuum of all of these people who have been fired. We're going to start seeing some people released. Right. Like, where are they? Is there I I have to believe either either they're going to get their act together at Ring of Honor and they're going to make a comeback in in some kind of progressive way or somebody else is going to start a company. I would be also why are there no black owned companies? Right. Like you have a, a bunch of moguls now who came up through entertainment world through sports over the last 20 years and we need to uh, my my minority i I would love to see african-american ownership of a wrestling federation a wrestling promotion because then it cuts through a lot of this bullshit of of why like okay leo rush he's an interesting guy because when leo rush came out because he replaced somebody at gcw and my first thought was leo rush Strikes me as a guy who feels like he's owed something, and if you look at like the behind the scenes hubbub around sure. him, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Then he goes in the ring and he and he fights a GCW regular, and he's so good. Yeah. I, I mean Leo Rush. Yes. So yeah. Go, Leo Rush is I, a great I go, talent. I go immediately from. I I struggle with Leo Rush because he I feel like he acts as though he's owed something, to. He's a in like he's a yeah, great. He's got it's funny because I, I have the same so like, perspective of him. Yeah, yeah. I guess 
like Leo Rush is the one person who's not allowed to make that decision, right? Like sure. he's not allowed to say, "Look at how fucking great I." Like no, right. it's like you're not allowed to give yourself a nickname. You're not right. allowed to say that you're the. But I was like, yeah, man, Leo Rush is really fucking good. I had the same exact thing when he showed up in AEW and he uh, at whatever right. pay per view was he showed up yeah. in the Battle Royal and he came out. I'm like, uh, okay, and then he got in the ring. I'm like. God, he's so good. He's yeah. so like, good. You know, like yeah. I, yeah. I, I was immediately turned when he started wrestling. But I think it's a lot to do with where he was shown the most, which was WWE. He didn't wrestle a lot. Yeah, no. he was a mouthpiece. Yeah. So they, like you forget how they almost good. did that to Adam Cole. Right. It's that's oh. the size thing. It's My the size God. thing. Leo Rush is very small. Right. But I just I've been thinking a lot about uh, the black athletes in professional wrestling. And like I, I Scorpio, I, uh, Scorpio Sky, Scorpio yeah. Sky should be, a bit, you know. But you, you, that's something that I would like to see develop. First off, I believe there's going to be a sort of mid card to maybe lower mid card to mid card indie that'll form just because yeah, there's so right. much talent out there. Yeah. Well, the and- reason I would say that I would love to see African American ownership is then. That you would be able to get a white for whatever reason white promoters are loath to push black athletes right you know legacy wise I think it was steeped in pure racism right I think with Tony Khan it's more of a how do you get guys elevated to the like to, how, how do you get guys to the the million Twitter followers right like right. that's sort of the weird bar where sure. you get on TV all right and and unfortunately if you only like moose can toil away at impact forever he's not going to really be growing his brand right, right? you're especially if you're somebody who's worked us specifically in impact for so long like my favorite rosemary mm-hmm. you're only going to get so good and that's why i was so excited oh. when taya valkyrie graduated up to nxt cool now she's going to get to wrestle a whole bunch of people who are way better than the people she's been wrestling and that's going to make her better yeah and right. that's cool and yeah. I agree with you about Moose. Right. Like, you're only going to get so good. Yeah, you're going to get Kenny Omega's going to come and, and hang out for a couple of months in in, in uh, Impact, and maybe you'll get to wrestle or something like that, but you're only going to get so good here. And I think the problem with him is he's gotten as good as he's going to get there. Yeah. Like, it'd be different if he was still growing. His character, his story was still growing. He's done just about everything there is to do in Impact. Right, and he's not going to be able to build fans who are like right, right now. Danhausen has a billion people who are like constantly tweeting, "Give us Danhausen, give right. us Danhausen." Right. Where what is the out? You know, outside of being a great character on social media, there's not that spot. There are right. some great uh, black athletes in GCW, but GCW it's the hardcore thing. Yeah, it's, it's sort of Joey Janela was the perfect instance of like, you can be the king of 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 deathmatch wrestling, but Unless you like, he couldn't do the other stuff, right? And yeah. he does, and he just acts like a goofball, which is <laughs> like, well. Know, and I think he's running around the stage and shit before getting to the ring. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, guy? Like, this <laughs> is just, I don't understand what you're up to. To bring it full circle with with where we started, which was the fact that there's going to be a bunch of people who signed with AEW when it started that their contract is coming up this year. Right. It'll be interesting to see if the plan was let's start a company and scoop up everybody we can off of the indies. And then once people see what we've got going on here, we'll draw some big names. And once I've got those big names, some of those little names are going to have to go off to the side. And then, like you're saying, where do they go? Right. Once they're once they're out there in the wild. Right. The other reason that I suggest moguls from the black community who have built wealth over the last 10, 20 years is that 
they will also not be fucking carnies. Yes. So you're not yeah. relying on carny law to get guys right. over. It's like, look, we know how fucking hard it is in America as black business owners to get to the top, and we have done it. We're going to work with our talent and, like, look, we get it. This is a carny world. It's a carny sport. You have to do things to get over. However, we're not going to take ridiculous, dumb chances because right. – you know, uh, black Americans have not had the opportunity to like white pe- white privileges being able to take ridiculous, dumb chances and making money, yep. uh, you know, yep. so major facts. All right. All right. Well, I this is a Royal Rumble this week. All right. Yep. All right. Honestly, yeah. maybe we'll maybe you know what? Maybe we'll come back in this room next Monday and we will be so excited. I hope so. About the I Royal hope so. Rumble. I, I honestly hope so. so. I think the, I mean, I won't say the only way, but the one of the only ways I will be genuinely disappointed, whether it's eight, like eight's still a decent number when it comes to the Rumble matches, if none of those spots are used for either A, another company, or B, one of the like decent names that you cut to bring them back, that's where I'm going to be disappointed. Right. Right. You did nothing. Again, this is a shot for you to kind of not like a kind of reset, you know, get us excited again. Right. You have to be aware that you cut a lot of fucking people and there's a lot going on that you could do. And if you choose to do none of it, that's going to be a problem. If they choose to not go the other company route, sure. I'll be like, sure. That would have been cool. But you decided to bring Bray and even Braun back or whatever. Okay. Kind of, kind of pop for that. I'm good with that. Right. They do none of the above. That's where I'm going to be majorly disappointed. And that's the fascinating thing is it feels like it doesn't feel like they're in a position where they have to. So when it does happen, you're like, oh, you're giving us something nice. That's kind of cool. Right. It doesn't feel like they're like, oh, I guess we better play ball. Yeah. But again, you also got to keep in mind, they have two nights of WrestleMania to fill. It's true. And they continue yeah, if to you cut can, talent. You can't, you can't fill a 30-man Royal Rumble, but you're going to give me a, another two-night WrestleMania on the and, roster? And, and the thing is, too, they are doing – a two-night WrestleMania in a big stadium that will be full capacity. We got two nights last year, right. but keep in mind, Raymond James Stadium was limited capacity both nights. Yeah. Well, I hope the rain shows up again. <laughs> that was well, a lot maybe of fun. The, maybe the, the thunderstorm makes yeah. an appearance at the Royal Rumble. Samoa right. Joe. <laughs> Samoa no. Joe in his rain jacket. In his rain jacket. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean. The, that the, would be awesome. If Samoa Joe <laughs> in a rain jacket, if someone's spraying him with a hose. With a hose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, you have two nights of WrestleMania. and They're at AT&T Stadium, which is a huge stadium, full capacity. You've got to do something. You've got to bring people back. you got to start working with AEW. Impact. Something. Otherwise, two nights of WrestleMania even if it is Roman and Brock, but it's spread out between two nights is going to be so tough because you still have a live crowd that's spending a shit ton of money on WrestleMania tickets. So each night has to be worth it. Right. Yeah. So do we, is it a guaranteed sellout this year? Uh, a lot of the European traveling audiences, I would assume right. would be a little sketchier than right. it should be. Yeah. It'll probably be a, t- a tougher sellout, mm-hmm. but it's still, again, a huge stadium and WrestleMania sells. Yeah, you know, no, like, I, it's it, not going to be empty. I'm not suggesting that. In any sure, capacity. no, no, no. But I'm saying like it, it'll be a tough sellout because a lot of it came from, and they they always highlighted it every year. Oh, I traveled from Australia yeah, yeah. and here and there. That probably won't be as much of a thing. Uh, you know, even without that being a thing, they're going to have a damn good crowd on their hands because WrestleMania always does. Sure. And now you're promising two nights of WrestleMania, All right? And as of right, if, if you if you don't 
return or start something new with another company at Royal Rumble and you think the roster we have now is going to fill two nights of WrestleMania, you're fucking insane. Yeah, if this is a huge dud, they then run the risk of a real real low energy right. w, uh, and they're going mania, to right? and now and you know they take the Sa- their saudi shows very seriously they're right. going to saudi for elimination chamber before then yeah so you got some big like big promises to fulfill undertaker's back baby Oof. and goldberg <laughs> undertaker versus goldberg part two to unite the right. titles <laughs> to <laughs> unify the titles take it off roman and brock actually a death match yeah <laughs> literally buried alive match maybe not alive just a buried match <laughs> Oh, all right. Where can people find you, gentlemen? Who's first? Go ahead. You me to go first? Yeah, you got first billing going in. You get first billing going out. Uh, the JB Sports you mean Talk. A real curtain jerk. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> JB Sports Talk pay per view pods on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My guy Janelle is joining the show this week. The Royal Rumble episode will be available Friday at noon. Looking forward to that. Gonna give my predictions to AEW. I'll listen uh, to that one. At PPV like underscore pod on social media. That's it. Janelle's my longtime tag team partner in uh, radio, so I'll listen to that one. Yeah, I Janelle's love good, dude. Great dude. You can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash C-H-Z-U-C-K-Chizuck. That's where you can watch us record this show. You can watch us record the uh, Nerd Radio podcast, and every now and again, I'll stream some video games over there. And if that is too much for you to remember, you can also go to robliefielddefeat.com, and nice. it will take you right there. Also, make sure you check out the One Falls Show's Super Universe over on our YouTube page and on uh, Nate's uh, Twitch, twitch.tv backslash limitbreakradio. Shout out to Nate. Hell yeah. He's got that Let's Play podcast, five minutes of gaming news every day. It's freaking great. And we had probably our best episode of... Uh, Super Universe nice. this past week. Uh, you got to see the Orange Punch versus the Superman Punch on SmackDown, Ooh. which was way funnier than I expected it to be. There was, <laughs> there was some. We were all high and laughing and having a great time, nice. and it's worth seeing. All right, Good all time. right. And I'm Shawnee Constant. You can find me on Instagram at Shawnee Constant or on Twitter at One Fall Show. Have fun, everybody. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. Titles? Erica! Erica! Erica. Notes. <laughs> Where's her titles? <laughs> it's a, a titleless episode because right. she wasn't here. I don't know. You being a real curtain jerk is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs>